This Thursday is the Thanksgiving uh, meal at the, we have it at the, the Baptist Church. Okay. Six o'clock this Thursday at the Baptist Church, and there's plenty to eat. And uh, come fellowship with us and quit being stuck up. <laughs> Just kidding. Let's get this going the right direction. Looks like a Womper Jog. I'm not sure y'all know what Womper Jog means. I'll quit using that term. All right. Ta da! Okay. All right, we're live. Uh, thank you so much for being here. I don't know what it is about fall. Um, it makes me, I guess, I don't know. What people don't really know about me when they, if they don't know this side of me, I got, I'm a multi-layered individual. Uh, some of the layers are smell better than others, but anyway. But the point is this, okay? I want to take you back to uh, 1970, okay? I'm in school, uh, about 12 years old, 11 or 12 years old. And um, I'm not gonna tell the whole story, but I'm just gonna tell you because I was cold riding my motorcycle to church this morning. And there was a couple of guys that rode motorcycles to school. They had Honda 50s, one had a Honda 50, and one had a Honda 90. and. Uh, I was, if there's ever been uh, envy, I was sinning on that deal, I'm telling you. I think one of them was red and one of them was black, if I remember right. And one of these young men, um, I would get to school early, so when he got there, I'd ask him these, this, this word. Can I? What's going on with that? Wow. Okay. What uh, what's going on? Uh, but the point is, I that I'd get there early, so when they pulled in, I'd say, "Can I ride your motorcycle?" And I I had PE first. It was seventh grade, and I had PE the first hour, and I wanted to ride that thing so bad. If it was thirty-five degrees, I would literally get on that. Um, I don't know. Somebody, my phone's doing something weird. Text me on there. Is, is, is the volume coming through? Somebody, Greg, if you're watching, post something that says whether the... Is it on your page? Yeah, it's on my page. Bruce Kim Beelan. Yeah, it's working. Okay. Well, then I'll quit leaving... I got a new phone and uh, it's above my technology level uh, in, in several ways. Thank you, sorry about that guys. But anyway, I'd get there, I'd have my sweatpants on and I'd be riding that thing, my hands would be freezing, I'd be riding that, and I'd, of course I didn't have a license or you know, we didn't care about stuff like that in those days. But uh, 
I'd put on their helmet, which my head's way bigger than everybody else's, and they'd be sitting up there like a banana on top. And uh, I'd be riding that thing. But that's how bad I wanted to ride a motorcycle. That's how bad I wanted. I'm not, not that I'm hard-headed or anything. They would just push through and do what I want to do. But, and if my dad or mom knew, they would have killed me, but I wouldn't, you know, because I knew that they could kill them. But anyway, so but the deal is, I want to tell you, it's something about this season. And when I was studying this again, and of course last week was our toys, toy run, and got to ride a little bit, but Matthew 9 and 9, this is the season to ride. I guess that's what I'll say. Okay. So Matthew 9 and 9. As Jesus passed on from then, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax office, and he said to him, follow me. Now, I, some of y'all aren't going to like this. Okay? Here's the deal. But that would be like in our culture, me, their van pulling up outside, and, that, and it would say, um, I'm not going to name any because I don't know the names of them. So and so strip club, and they park the van in front of the church, and the girls come in to church, which would be great. I'd love that. That'd be fantastic. They need Jesus, right? Everybody needs. I need Jesus. Okay. They're they're special, but they're not that special. We all need Jesus. Does that mean you follow me? That's just the effect that it had on these guys. Okay. So. Then he goes and has lunch with this tax collector, these sinners, and they are sitting there, and literally Jesus knows what they're thinking, and they're, they're, he says, well, actually, he heard that. He says, why don't your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? And then skip down to 13, but go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. Think about that. There are people who refuse to use anything that was, you know, they're, they're riding horses this morning. Instead of, they're giving up the, the their, because they're, they're a different uh, belief system. Or there are people that are saying, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. They're sacrificing all this stuff in the name of the Lord. And he says it right here. I desire mercy. Is that what it, Jesus Christ, the one who died on the cross, is that what this says? If it says that, then why aren't we doing that? We got all these other stuff we can, you'll preach on that forever. So it'll make me look a little bit better than you or make me look a, bit, a little better than you because I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't, right? I desire mercy. Where did we lose that? Okay. So the first point we talked about last week was follow me. And I want to tell you something. If you got, uh, if you're riding with a group of 12, 15, 18 motorcycles, okay, somebody better know where you're going. Somebody better know the way. And that's why Rocket Ward, when I'm with him, he'll say, "You go first. I said, "No, you got the, you got the directions." He got them electronicals in his in his motorcycle, and uh, he he just pushes the button and it tells him on his screen. He got the infotainment and all that stuff on his. I said. I'm, you go plenty fast enough. If I don't, I'll start bumping your back bumper. But anyway, but the point going is this, guys, no joke. Follow the leader. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm not your leader. I'm an under-shepherd. And, and I have people that I, that I listen to their sermons, I listen to their teaching, and I love them. I read their books. But listen to me. They're not my leader. I eat the chicken and throw out the bone. 
And people say, I can't, I can't read that book because they're so and so. I said, I don't give a who cares? I'm glad I stopped myself. Uh, but no, I'm serious. I read that and I reach and pull out of there what God gives me and I I mean Kim bought a rotisserie chicken the other night. And not one of them bones did I eat. Because I don't eat the bone, I eat the chicken, right? So Here's the deal. We're following Jesus. So let's see what Jesus had to say about this. Okay. The second thing is that um, if you're riding with a bunch of guys, especially if you're traveling, and, and uh, I, uh, I'll never forget, to, this hurt me the first time I heard this. It hurt me. I mean it because I was so convicted. Because this is not my nature. The guy said, you can either go fast if you go by yourself or you can go far if you take everybody with you. Does that make sense? You can get there like that, you know, because I used to run with some guys in the 80s and uh, they had a, uh, they had to stop every once in a while and light a small fire and suck the fumes into their, their uh, lungs. And we'd go for an hour and they'd say, we're going to have to stop and smoke a cigarette. And they wouldn't be saying that. They'd just pull over and I'd say, oh man, I got to go to the bathroom again. But that's not what it was. But but here's the deal. And when we get a little older, maybe the guys are stopping a little bit more often for different reasons. But anyway, but the point is this, guys. The second point is this. Are you willing to be a brother and a sister and care more about others than you care for yourself? Because I'm not. In my heart, I'm not. It's only by the Holy Spirit that I'm able to do that. Because I'm selfish, self-centered. But I say, God, I don't, want, I don't want that to be me. I don't want that to be me. I want to be, I want to reflect who you are. So, second thing, second point is be a brother or be a sister. I mean, be, what, be who you are. Love one another. Does the Bible say that? And they will know we are Christians by our great high handlebars and loud exhausts. Praise God. Oh, no, it was something else. They will know we are Christians by our cool older cars with horns on the front. No, that's maybe something else. Um, they'll know we are Christians by our... Say it loud. That's what I'm talking about. And love covers a multitude of sins. Did you know that? And uh, some of y'all have had to love me through the years because... I've had some growing pains and still have one occasionally. There was one. Okay. So the third point is this. Prepare yourself and your machine for the ride. And I told that story last week, but I'm just going to tell, tell it very quick. This, you are, everyone in here has a body. Everybody go like this. I'm real. Well, nobody did that. I'm real. Okay. Is that a body? Okay. Different shapes, different sizes, different year models, different VIN numbers. Okay. Uh, all kind of different. But, but we're all, so, and I want to tell you that God has commanded us, you take care of your body. Take care of your body. Choose to take care of your body. I'm serious. I'm not talking about so you can look good on Instagram, but that helps. But anyway, that'd be some incentive for some of y'all. But but here's the deal, guys. That's why I always take a picture of my food. 
Anyway, but the point being is this. You do need to take care of your body, but that's not how you get to heaven. You don't earn your way to heaven because I'm going to earn my way to heaven because I don't use too much salt. Okay, or you take your own salt with you wherever you go. Special salt. Somebody's not looking up. Mm -hmm. Anyway, <laughs> conviction. Pushing those heads down. Anyway, but no, I'm kidding, guys. Take care of your body. It's important. And I want to tell you something. If you literally go uh, to any doctor and they're looking at you physically, they're going to ask you, have you got any stressors in your life? They actually started asking that before you go in there now. Because, see, the way we deal with stress, the way we deal with unforgiveness, the way we deal with that stuff, that causes things in our body, doesn't it? Okay. And everybody agrees on that, whether you're Christian or, or not. I mean, it, it's, and here's the deal. I can give my concerns to the Lord. I don't have to carry those with me. Okay. And it helps me. Okay. But then you've got a mind. Some of y'all is sharper than others. Okay. But we all got minds, right? And you're saying, yeah, mine's sharper than yours, obviously. But, but, but here's the point, guys. This is not a joke. Be careful what you put in your mind. Yesterday. Arrow after arrow after arrow going from my mind. Arrow. Resent. This irritation. Arrow. And I'm like, you know, God? I got to guard my mind. I want to have the mind of Christ. I don't want to put that junk in there. I don't want to walk around with that. Because just, when, when you get something in your head, does it cause, does it cause problems? And I'm going to tell you something. Y'all be nice to me, okay? But I'm going to tell you something. I ain't going to hold a grudge against you. There's people who have talked trash on me. There's people who have talked trash on this church. They've talked trash on my family. They've talked trash. And you know what? <laughs> I ain't going to drag it around me. You know why? Because it ain't good for me. And I'm all about me. I'm serious. Science will tell you. But the Bible says it. Forgive those who trespass against you. Is that what it says? Lord, forgive me for my sin. Because I need some forgiveness. I need some this morning. I'm serious. Because I'm going to tell you. When you peel back and look at sin. It's, it's like strychnine. Okay? Strychnine is pretty powerful. Okay? If you eat. A sandwich full, or if you eat just two spoonfuls, it's going to taste different, but it's going to have the same effect. Does that make sense? It's just a little bit strung out through your, your body. It's going, to, it's going to have the same effect. Do not walk in unforgiveness. Guard your mind. Guard your body. But I want to tell you something. The Word of God, it is great for your mind, but I want to tell you, the Word of God goes straight to your spirit. And I want to tell you, we, I started this in Sunday school, and I'm going to do it real fast. But here's the deal, guys. Literally, the Word of God is a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. Get in the Word of God. And I'm not talking about, well, this, this Paul says this about this Paul says Listen, get the big pillars of the Word of God in your life and start following them. Let them be. Which, and David says, I meditate on your law day and night. David needed a little direction, didn't he? I love David. I love David. So don't think that I'm saying that to be any way detrimental to him. But he was a human. He was like that comedian said about one of our presidents one time. The reason everybody liked him is because he's got real problems like the rest of us. Okay. 
But here's the deal, guys. Let that word of God change your mind. Have the mind of Christ. The word became flesh, right? And his name is Jesus. And as we study and meditate on his words and on the, and, and the big pillars of the, the Bible, you know, I, I love it. Uh, when it came so clear to me, this, this, this concept, I will never forget, and I don't remember if I read it or if I came to this conclusion, I, don't, I have no idea. I'd quote him if I knew, if I read it somewhere, but I, who knows. So. But watch this, guys. I'll never forget. I'm sitting there thinking about, well, you know, there's nothing about this in the Bible. There's nothing about dinosaurs in the Bible. Oh, yeah, the Leviathan, the Bible. Well, that may be an alligator. That may be a dragon. Who knows? But here, here's the deal. It's not a book about animals. It's the book about the covenant that God desired from the garden to the grave through grace, through eternity. That's what the book's about. And if you start looking for, well, you know, I don't know what to do about whether we should eat shirts during church or not. Well, I can tell you they won't kill you because my mom kept me quiet with them for years. And tic-tacs, tic-toc, tic-tacs. Whew, maybe crave one there for a minute. But you, you, I mean, literally, well, they're letting the kids color in church. Well, this ain't writing on the back of the pew. That's what I did. But anyway, I mean, just here's, you, you following me? That's not what the word of God's for. Okay. Let, take the word of God and let it speak to you about the covenant that he paid the price for from the foundation of the earth that you chose and selected, preordained, predestined. I mean, let that be the parts of the word. Don't be trying to figure out how, what about the baptism for the dead. It's going to be okay. Okay, you know, whatever. Okay, so the first, fourth point, I, I'm going to tell you just a quick little something that happened to me personally. Fourth point is stay in your lane. When you're driving with 10 or 12 people and you're going down there, and if you get to drifting off this way and you're riding like this, you gotta be, you know, you're gonna cause a problem. Okay? Stay in your lane, stay on your side of the road, stay in your, you know, and you go, well, what does that even mean? I wanna tell you that uh, years ago I was in a sporting event. I was competing in a sporting event. I was in the eighth grade. And uh, I was on the track team. And, uh, but I never ran, but we, uh, I threw the shot put. And there was an area of this deal where it, you could not go. You could not, this, you had to stay behind this line. You had to stay in this area. You could not go out there. And someone wasn't paying attention and went out in the area where the practice shot puts were thrown. Shot puts either eight or 12 pound ball this big around that you throw as hard as you can. Then you measure the distance. It hit the kid in the head. And I will never forget that sound. I will never forget the, the trauma that it caused everyone. He lived. But I'm gonna tell you guys that, and I'm not gonna tell you that that's why that uh, safety and security has been <laughs> on my, it was on my mind before that, you know, 
we were having an election at Smackover Assembly of God Church in 1964, and the preacher didn't have any scissors. It wasn't my parents. I was visiting with my grandma. That was her church. And he said, well, does anybody have any scissors? And I reached in, I was in second grade, and I reached in, and I pulled out an Italian stiletto, this bit of like that, and he goes, that's a big knife for such a little boy. And my grandma said, Granny said these words, she said, he's a Bromley. He always got a knife, probably got a gun. <laughs> anyway, but the point being, well, you never know, you know, you never know, praise the Lord. Anyway, so, but the point is, guys, this is not a joke. Stay in your lane. Do what God's called you to do. Go forward. Stopping in the traffic way and telling everybody else how to do it is not what God's called you to do. Do what you're called to do. Keep going forward. I'll never forget, I said it earlier this morning, we'll say it again. I was fighting all around me. I was in prayer time. I said, God, look, this is on this side. This is on this side. Why am I always fighting? He said, because you won't go forward and take the land that I've called you to take. I've got you the, the shield of faith. I've given you the breastplate of righteousness. I've given you the shoes of, of what is the shoes? Huh? Preparation of the gospel? Yeah. I've given you all that stuff. And it's, it's for going forward. It's not for standing still. Go forward. You're going to fight, so go forward and fight instead of trying to fight everything off on either side of you. Go forward. Does that make sense? Okay. So stay in your lane, guys. And uh, it, uh, it matters what you do. It matters which way you go. I saw a film earlier this week by accident. Someone shot a refrigerator full of Tannerite with a 308. And uh, the, uh, the door off the refrigerator comes back by him at about 100 miles an hour. And if there'd been somebody standing over there, that would have been dead, right? And I'm thinking, I bet you didn't know that was going to happen, right? So be careful what you do. So here's the deal. The fifth thing, keep your eyes on the road ahead. Stop looking back. Stop looking back. Stop looking back. Stop looking back. And I'm saying that for a reason. You can't drive well if you keep your, your eyes in the rearview mirror. It don't hurt to check, you know, see if something's coming behind you, you don't want, you know, something, you know. But listen, you can't, you can't make time that way. You can't stay in your lane that way. Stop looking back. And here's the deal, and you know this is true. Right now, because of business and finances, there's, there's distractions on both sides of the road, isn't there? There's distractions. This is the problem. This is the problem. This is, no, the problem is in here. The problem's in here. Okay? The problem's in here. Problem's in That's, yeah, whatever I just said. But here's the deal, guys. Stop letting things distract you on either side and go forward. Go the direction God has called you to be. Stay in your lane. Keep your eyes on the road. Quit looking back. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and what? All these other things will be added to you. I'm always looking for the other things and trying to say, God, I can drag this into your kingdom. No, that's not that. That's you start looking like a drunk driver when you do that. You start doing like this. Okay. 
So the sixth point, and here's the deal. Let's go to Galatians. I uh, was thinking about this scripture. Let's see if I can find Galatians. Let's, is this Ephesians? Galatians. Yeah, Galatians, Ephesians, that's it. It's Galatians 6. A professional would mark his, uh, his stuff for you. Okay. Galatians 6 and 1. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such one in the spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of of Christ. If anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his own work, then he will have rejoicing in himself and not in another, for each one should bear his own load. It talks about two different things in here, and, I, and you say, well, Bruce, why are you bring this up now? But listen, I want to tell you something. On these, on these rides, when you've got uh, a friend of mine did a uh, run to the wall, they had hundreds of motorcycles coming from all over the United States. They literally would have to call ahead and have the gas attendants. They would get there, do the credit card for one, and they would just go ahead and gas them up one at a time as they go and just take it all off one credit card and then divide it up later. That's how many hundreds they were riding together. But, but in that, there was a guarantee. Now, I want you to think about this. Some of y'all not gonna like this. When a club travels together, everybody's gonna get to where they get. You go, well, what if they break down? They're gonna get to where they get. They have a chase truck and sometimes a trailer because there may be more than one. What little bit of riding I've done with organized folks, I'm not that I'm, I'm not very organized, but I want to tell you something. When one breaks down, I was on a, on a run one time where a guy had a, uh, it got too hot for him and they had started having heat related um, symptoms and began to have problems. Listen, there was somebody at the end that loaded them up and you go, well, Bruce, that's pretty organized. Let me tell you something. I'm not very organized, but if I'm the one having problems, it's nice to be organized, isn't it? It's nice to have a brother that comes along and says, hey, you can't run this anymore. You sit in the truck, you sit in the truck for a while. You can't, is that, are you following me? And any of us could be there at any, at any time. You say, well, you know, I got faith. I got this and I got that. I want to tell you something. There's a reason that he said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. The reason he said that is because you need the other rednecks around you. I'm serious. And you go, well, you know, I'm a private person on this. I mean, we all are until we need somebody to help us. And you don't, you ain't seen proud and you seen my family. Okay. I'm talking about the Beelan side and the Bromley side. We're proud people. Okay. And I remember when, you know, when God kind of stripped about, I don't know, about the first six or 12 layers off of that. But here's the deal, guys. I want to tell you. Some of you don't like the fact guaranteed because if it's a guarantee, then really it takes some of the glory off of me. 
when I take that cup and I get emotional every week, you go, Bruce, why do you get so emotional when you drink that cup? Because he paid the price for me to make it. It ain't about what I do. And listen, I'm trying to do the right thing. You, you can't tell I'm sorry. I'm doing the best I can. But he paid the price. And when the world sees that, it makes us all better people. Are you following me? It makes me less judgmental. Listen, here's the deal. Toby ain't here. You, you, you're, you're my go-to guy. How tall is that ceiling? Just a guess. Okay. In the middle, you think it's 30? Okay. In the middle of this, it's, it's high. <laughs> okay. I see six. Yeah, I'd say 30. 25 to 30 feet. Okay. Uh, James, how tall are you? Okay. Praise God. So he's six foot. He is a full two inches taller than me. A full two inches. Okay. But he can't reach up and change them light bulbs. But he's two inches taller. Praise the Lord, I'm two inches taller than he is. But you can't change the light bulb. How tall are you? Six four. Boom. This, this illustration's working. And so if you stood on that pew then you would probably be, this. that's another 18 inches. I don't know how my head math makes my head hurt. Anyway, seven, so eight, say maybe eight feet, but we're still, you're still 22 foot short from changing the light bulb if it, if it was in the top. It's hanging down now, praise the Lord. But, but the point being, you follow me. You can't do it by yourself. But I'm going to tell you something. What could happen is, and I've seen them on TV, we could all get on there all fours, and then fall fours on top of that, and all fours on top of that, and then all fours, and then Sharice could stand on top and hold the ladder, because she'd be, you know, she'd want to be on top, and she'd hold the ladder, and uh, can you see this picture? And then we would try to find somebody small enough that we could let go to the top. We could do that together, right? But nobody could do it by itself, and you can't change the light bulb. It takes Jesus to do that. To, to He's the light bulb changer. Does that make sense? So, but we could, that'd be quite a wreck if we fell and all that. So, staying in your lane, keep your eyes on the road, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Everybody goes home. I will never forget when uh, we were running, doing a, uh, it wasn't a toy run, it was a poker run, for, but it was four toys. Uh, we're doing a poker run, and uh, we were riding and the guy in front of me, something fell off his motorcycle, okay? And he's like, going like this and he pulls in and all of us stop and we all line up, you know, and keep, keep traffic off of him. And we, I, back in those days, I carried a tool roll and I was laying there trying to get it back on, on there. And, and uh, he says, does this happen a lot? <laughs> this is his first, this is his first Harley and it was his first uh, time ever riding with anybody. I said, yeah, it does. Not always, but yeah, stuff stuff happens. Can y'all say that stuff happens? Okay, but here's the deal, guys. We we serve one another. We serve one another. The seventh one is this. The seventh point is this. Bring your rain gear. Bring your rain gear. Remember, we build our house 
on the rock. And then the storms come. Bring your rain gear because sometimes it gets, and it's not, it's not my fault that it rained. It's not your fault. We're riding together, you know, and you don't say, Bruce, I can't believe you let it rain. No, that's something else, isn't it? That's God's business. And it rains on the just and the, so we all getting wet, okay? We're all rolling down the road, but here's the deal. I don't blame you for that. But if you decided to go north to the corner south, you know, it could rain anytime. I have literally been rolling in the panhandle uh, of Texas across, across that top part. And that was the first time I was ever in a mudstorm. It was the wind was blowing it, picking it up. It was raining up somewhere. It was hitting the dust and it was pelting you with little mud balls. Now I don't mean big, I mean, it was just tiny. It was like a dust storm combined with a sprinkle with a, it was the devil is what it was. But, and, and, and I was nowhere to pull over. I pull into this thing and this woman gets out and says, are you okay? I said, as far as I know, I mean, this is weird. She said, that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. I said, well, there's nothing to get under. I wasn't going to stop, you know, it's, it's hurting. So keep going. Makes sense. Anyway. So, but we all have to bring our, and, and here's the deal. We have built our house on the rock, and we have to, during those times, we have to be determined. Are you determined to make it? Are you determined? I want to tell you something. Some of y'all are strong-willed. I'm not going to name no names. Okay? Some of y'all are hard-headed. I'm not going to name no names. Do you know who you are? I, I know, because I look in the mirror and see one, somebody in both of those things. When my when comes behind me. No, just kidding. But here's the deal. Let that same hard-headedness work for you instead of against you. Set your face like flint. We used to do this song. I will not be denied. For Jesus has come and made me whole. I will not be denied. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm hard-headed. I'm going to have what he says I'm going to have. And listen, I may be in glory when I get it. And that's okay. Because I'm going to live, me and Billy Joe Schaefer are going to live forever. No, I'm serious. That's another song. But listen. I'm going to live forever. And I, I'm, you know, it won't be here, but I'm going to live forever. And I'm not going to sit there and worry about the rest of it. Okay, watch this. But the eighth point, traveling is messy. It's messy. I got some pictures of me and Ray Gavin on our Florida adventure. I will never forget, I love Ray, by the way. That's a wonderful man. One of them Presbyterian. No, he's Lutheran. One of them Lutheran. Lutheran. Anyway, I'm just kidding. But I love him. And I never will forget him asking because it was the 20th anniversary. Let's see. That was the 30th anniversary of me leaving Turkey, Belakashir, Turkey. And we went and visited the guys that I was in Turkey with on motorcycles. And or two of the guns, two of the three. 
And uh, we went in August. And I'm going to leave out some of the words. But essentially it was like this. Why did we pick August? And I don't remember. I, I can tell you. But it's messy. And we've got pictures of us sitting somewhere in Louisiana or, or uh, Mississippi with, uh, standing up against the deal with the you can't even see. It's raining so hard you can't even see. It's raining. It's hot, humid, horrible. Because uh, we went to Florida, South Carolina. We made it in a big loop. But here's the deal. It's messy. So let's show grace so we can receive grace. Does that make sense? Show grace on this highway of life. Show grace. Show grace. And uh, I uh, have this show that I bought a few years ago. You can blame uh, Jeremy Brumley for this. He told me about it one time he was in. It's called 21 Days Under the Sky. And it's these guys ride choppers from California to New York. And they break down all the way. And I don't mean every day, okay? But they're riding... Uh, old uh, shovels, pans. Uh, one of them's got a, a iron head sportster, and they're breaking down all the way. And one of the guys says this interesting statement. He says, "You know, breaking down is just part of it." He said, "And you never know what you're going to learn or what you're going." I, what the experience is going to be. It's just part of it. He says it's just, it's not something that we want to happen, but it's just part of the process. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to break down from time to time on this, this highway. Let's show grace, receive grace. The night, we're at nine, we're only going to 10, but I'm going to go very fast here because. I don't want him, I don't, there's therefore now no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Is that right? But there's a lot of talk about people being Christians. And a few years ago, motorcycles were very, very popular. That's why they're so cheap now. Everybody bought one. Every dentist, doctor, monkey squirrel, everybody bought one. Everybody wanted a motorcycle. Uh, everybody wanted a chopper. Everybody wanted this, everybody wanted that. But here's the deal. Are you going to be a rider, R-I-D-E-R? Or are you going to be a rubber, R-U-B-B-E-R? Don't let them, don't get nervous, okay? A rider is a person who gets on and rides. And I don't mean you have to be a marathon rider, okay? But it's a person who rides. A rubber is somebody who's got a wonderful outfit. He's got the cap. He's got everything he needs. He's got all the jewelry. He's got all, he walks over to his motorcycle. He rubs it off. He uh, has to buy a new battery because he had rode it in two years. And he gets it started and he, 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 he shows, takes pictures for his Instagram and then, and, or his fake book. And then he uh, puts it back in the garage. That's not a rider. And I want to tell you, Christians, if we're not careful, we get our Sunday best out on Sunday, 
and we, you know, we're this, we're that, or we, you know, we post a good, a good scripture or something. But let's live this thing every day. Let's be riders, okay? Let's be, let's be airborne and not be chairborne. Does that make, do you know the difference? Airborne is the guys that are out there running every morning and they put the packs on their back and they jump out of the airplane. They, they train. They do. They're ready for combat. The chairborns, the people are sitting there on the chair, you know, saying, yeah, I got this. Your boots are not as polished as mine. And, you know, and if you're not careful, that's what the church becomes. Okay? But let's be riders. And let's not just talk the talk. Let's not be posers. That was another word that... Uh, Let's see, Galatians, we're back in Galatians real quick. 5 and 22 says these words. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now think about that. If we are writers, if we are Christians, if we are the real deal, listen, then we have love, we have a passion for the gospel, we have fruit, faithfulness, gentleness, peace, goodness, joy, self-control, love, presence, kindness. You said, man, if I had all that, what would I want the rest of anything else for? Listen, we're all just growing in those things. Does that make sense? I, none of us are just sprouting those out all over us. It's okay, okay? But God is doing what he's doing in us, and we get that by going through the processes that he puts us through. Verse 10, sorry, not verse 10. The 10th point, and we'll be done with the, the rules of the road. And we can, I'll think about something besides motorcycles this week. Okay, maybe. But watch this. 10 is very simple. Very simple. It's two words. Then I'll have a 35 minute Think about it. I'm just kidding. Two words. Two words. Two words. Never quit. Never quit. How many of you in this room or online have ever thought, really? You got to be kidding. This is what I get. For this. I'm following Jesus. I'm doing this and now this happens. This happens. This trial. This temptation. This whatever. And, and it's, it's different for all of us. I want to tell you something. Some of us have been tempted to throw in the towel. Listen carefully what I'm going to say. That's the only way you lose. Listen. This is a race. And it ain't a sprint. It may be for some of y'all. <laughs> but for me, it has not been a sprint. It's been an endurance ride, okay? And uh, I have a, a, a medallion that I can wear on my vest if I choose to that has these two beautiful words called iron butt on them, which means I've gone over a 1,000 miles in 24 hours, okay? But it, I'm gonna tell you something. My life has been multiple iron butts. And I want to tell you something. That's no reflection on me. That's just me saying, you know what? Because I could be a little bit stubborn. This much. And I think some of y'all, oh, oh sorry, just may be a little bit stubborn also. We've been. But guys, here's the deal. The only failure 
is failing to keep going. Fall down. You have my permission to fail. I've had people come to me and say, I'm scared to try that. I'm scared I'll fail. I said, well, if you ain't failing, you ain't trying. Listen, you know how many times I have actually fallen down walking? I'm talking about like walking. Um, I was on a call the other day and I went down and evidently it's not quite as level as I thought it might be. I went down this huge embankment down there, you know, and I'm kind of sliding around and my back's like, oh, that feels good. And, and all that. And then the guy in front of me fell completely and then I slipped and it was, but did I just lay there and say, I'm just not going to do this anymore. No, because I ain't going to do that. I got up. If you fall short of the glory of God, guess what? You are in the right club. I'm serious. You're in the Saints and Sinners Social Club. All are welcome. And here's the deal, guys. Last thing. Hebrews. That's the truth of coffee brewing. Hebrews. Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we, sorry, therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking where? Unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, for who the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And I'm going to tell you something, guys. You know, God has a place for you in his kingdom. And you say, well, you know, I just don't see how I could help. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> I don't see, I've failed here. I've done this. I've done that. I've got this. I've got this baggage. I've got this. I'm going to tell you something. You never inspect a fish before you catch it. You throw the bait out there, they bite it, and you look, and you pull it in, you go, yeah, that's a fish. Or in my case, I pulled up several clothing items and other things got pulled up, branches, and you know, I'm quite proficient. But, and here's what we used to call them, uh, limb bass, is what I think we used to call that limb bass. But anyway, but the point being, guys, is this. On this road, stay in the pack, Stay in your lane, follow the leader, and keep going forward. And listen, if people around you aren't doing it the way you want them to do it, that's okay. Someday it's all going to be okay. Someday we will see, we will be, we will be as he is. John says, like him. I don't know what that means. <laughs> It'll be better though. How's that? Okay. It'll be better. So bow your heads with me. Father, thank you so much, Lord, for these rules on the road of life. And Lord, I pray, God, that instead of them being suggestions, that Lord, we take them to heart this morning. And it would say, you know, let us be faithful 
on the path that you put us on to follow our leader, Jesus Christ, and just keep going. Knowing that the author and the finish of our faith is leading the way. And Father, I thank you, God, for all of your blessings to us, Lord. If there's anybody here personally or anybody online that says, you know, first, I don't know Jesus. I don't know even what this means. Just pray this, pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, I need forgiveness. I have gone my own way. I am a prodigal son or daughter. I've done what seemed right to me, and now I'm suffering the consequences of that. And Father, I want to come home. So forgive me, oh Lord. I'm a sinner. And I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross and paid for my robe of righteousness. And just like you, prodigal son, Lord, you, in that story, the father put a new robe on him, Lord, and Lord, I receive your robe of righteousness. Because I started myself. It's the garment that you paid for in the wedding. Oh God, my wedding garment is paid for. And Lord, I receive it today, Lord. And the second thing he did was he put shoes on it. And Lord, give us the ability, Lord, to walk this path that you give us to be, Lord. That, that our shoes would shod with the gospel of peace, which is, Lord, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news. And then you gave him the ring, Lord, which is the covenant insignia, oh God, that you are our father and we are your children and that you have paid our bills when you said it is finished. My sin or the thought, oh, the thought, it's been paid in full, God. It's well now, Lord, with my soul. Oh, the bliss of this wondrous thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, has been nailed to the cross, and I don't have to bear it anymore. Now it is well, oh God, with my soul. So if you've made that choice this morning to follow Jesus, confess that to a brother or sister, send me a message online. Find a place that you can surround yourself with other people who are trying to do the same thing on this highway and get into the word, get into prayer and let God take you where you never thought that you could go. God bless you and keep you as light shine on you.